Denzel, you can do an impression of. John David hasn't developed that yet. Mike. Hello, hello, and welcome to We Bought a Mike, a pop culture podcast with a review of Malcolm and Marie. Now streaming on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Starring Zendaya's Michi. Mm-hmm. And John David Washington, JD, written and directed by Sam Levinson. Mm-hmm. I'm Ernest. Mm-hmm. I am trying to find output in which I can hear the audio through my headphones. Hunter, I'm Drew. I can I can hear it good. I, I got no snare in my here. headphones. I uh, don't worry about it. It's fine. Just, I can hear you guys just, in person. Just, That's yeah, fine. Just to us. I can't hear myself, so I can't hear my face. Uh, I can hear. You. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway. I can hear you. Um, yeah. So, Malcolm, this movie, um, before we actually talk about how we felt about it, we should say um, that it's the first movie. Not only is, it, is this the first movie we're reviewing in the new year in 2021 yeah, to be released this mm-hmm. year, um, but this is like the first major movie to be completely produced um during, within the parameters of the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. made during COVID. It was a solid candidate for a movie that you would make during a pandemic, if right. any. Uh like just naturally. And they made it out of necessity when Euphoria season two shut down production. Yeah, to this was keep pretty much all the crew employed. Yeah. And, and they did this like at Zendaya's request. Zendaya was like, I want to keep working through this. Please Sam true? write something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. So Sam, how how many days do we think he put into the screen? Not more than a week. I, there's no way in hell. Yeah. A week tops. There's no way in fucking hell this took him more than that to write. Yeah. So before uh, before we get into our thoughts uh, about this, I think that like whenever this movie was announced, I was so fucking hyped for this movie. This was good. Yeah. Like this was right away one of my most anticipated movies of the year. I mean, it's with Zendaya, is amazing. John David Washington, Sam Levinson, I love. And I heard that it was just two people talking in a room. That's some of my favorite shit. Like, just give me two like really fucking good actors talking mm-hmm. and going back and forth with each other. Unless those two people are both Sam Levinson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that this. This film, I mean, right away, this movie got panned by critics in a way that I have not seen for like a big, like, quote unquote, possible awards type movie in so fucking long. Like that everybody universally critics was like, yo, fuck this movie. It's it's a direct attack on critics. I don't think that this movie is complete without completely without merits like a lot no, of critics are plenty, saying it up to there are be. things going on that are but fine this movie to me it's so manic that it feels like a first draft it is i'm it it's this movie like is a fucking first draft was I'm there sorry. a single person who like looked over that and were just like hey so that's the third time that we've talked about this how about we trim this up or like hey what if we just make a 40 
five minute what if we make like a 70 80 minute movie and not no. a two hour movie list, yeah list 106 hear, minutes heed my word right now this is sam levinson's mother yeah yeah i i mean it's a lot it's, it's smaller a uh this is i mean a lot more people like mother than like malcolm it, and Marie. it's a couple they're stuck in a fucking house Mainly, I, I think the writing process is what's most similar. This is a mm, filmmaker who yeah. thought he was such hot shit that he could shit out a screenplay. Mother is way um, better than this. It's it's a lot of... I think if if Mother is like a ketamine nightmare, <laughs> this is an Adderall nap. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Like, this is, this is a really... Uh, this is a screenwriter who's heat checking himself... His dad's Barry Levinson. He has never done anything wrong in his life except make bad shit. Um, uh, if you are to believe the failing L.A. Times, <laughs> the one white lady from the L.A. Times. Um, uh, I got. I I have thoughts on you. What? You you, you have handwritten thoughts. Yeah, I, I hand wrote my notes at work today. I finished it right before I went to work. I wrote like half of them on my phone, and then I just. That was like, very auteur like, this, director. Yeah, of this you. is this is a film. Yeah. This requires penmanship. Um. I so like I don't know I I have very complicated feelings about this movie that we're going to get into whenever we get into spoilers because well for one uh, I want to address I I actually did enjoy this movie more than mother because mother made me viscerally angry this movie didn't make me angry it made me groan several times um, but it didn't insult my intelligence I never felt my intelligence insulted in this movie I don't think that this is a good movie but I didn't think like I wasted my time. Watching. Yes, Dude, exactly. Yes, like exactly. I, I, I was interested. Yeah. Like I, it never took me away. The movie looks incredible. It's this. It's the uh, DP from Euphoria. Hey, shot executive produced by Kid Cudi. Hey, what did <laughs> what he do? Let, yeah. Let, let's, yeah. What did he? We don't know. He was just like, yeah, I'm a big fan of Euphoria, and he, Sam Levinson was like, well, this isn't quite like that. But do you have uh, five hundred thousand dollars? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he served beats on uh, set. The DP is named Marcel Rev. I think he did an awesome job. It's black and white, um, which serves the story. It, you know, yeah, keeps it's things kind of simple. It's cool. Yeah, it, it that yeah it plays into the simplicity. It plays into the the Hollywoodness of it all. Um, that this is a movie in which John David Washington is playing a uh, writer director who just premiered like mm. a movie that is oh really <laughs> I didn't get that from the movie <laughs> yeah um, a movie that is going to be a hit uh, and Zendaya is his GF who is an actress who uh, the movies is based on her life story and she's salty about it notably not Michi. No, not, I was not wondering. In this I was wondering. I didn't want to bring it up because I thought well, it would sound stupid. We yeah. haven't seen Smallfoot, so this could be <laughs> that she could be Michi. That's a good point. <laughs> what if it, there's it, a point when she starts like she's like, "Why didn't you cast me in your movie?" And she's just like, "Oh, my name is Michi." <laughs> <laughs> so these are two strong actors that are having quite the moment. This is on Netflix. I'm imagining it won't be immediately buried. It was actually in the top three. Yeah, it was a well, number four a whenever days. I watched it like yesterday, so, which is surprising that people that are watching. No, it's not a, a huge Zendaya's, celebrity. And it, I don't think that we quite can grasp it. Well, yeah, Her, she was a Disney star after we were done watching Disney. No, but look at how many followers she has on Instagram. Yep. If she says Spider-Man. one goddamn thing about this, every single person who follows her has Netflix. 
it's done. It's well, it's that, but it's just I guess it's not surprising because of the star power behind it, but it's surprising because of the subject matter. Eighty six million followers. Yes, I, I'm telling you, it's not what you think. Is she a good Twitter follower? Holy Drew? Um, no. Or is she like she has too many followers that she has to stay she's, like as broad she's a look. as possible. She's an Instagram account. She's yeah. she's not much of a Twitter. Um, but her following is unfathomable. That is like one of the highest counts of any uh you know starlet of any actress. Um, and she's very good. Uh, her and JDW I think hold the movie down in a lot of ways. Like they they yeah. they keep things human even when the dialogue is so not it is it is unfortunate that jd has to do these long long monologues because it doesn't it doesn't help him like he he's good he's good in the movie i think they're both good but zendaya gets to do less dialogue heavy stuff Mm -hmm. more looks more movement more just subdued acting work which is awesome. She's JD really has to do the heavy talking and it's like, buddy, it's it is not it's, it's not, not helping quite. You. Yeah, that's the thing he is that he's not on the acting level of Zendaya. And that's not to take anything because I really like John David Washington. I think that he is good in Tenet, which is a nonsensical movie, but he's pretty good. I think he's really good in Black Klansman. Like I've seen a lot of work that I like him in, but this is like a role that you take after you've been in the biz and been doing stuff for like 10 yeah, plus years. It's not and a role he just doesn't quite have the reps for it's, this kind of It's not a role you take yes, when exactly. you've been a running back in the CFL very recently. Yes. <laughs> um, well, he He's going into this role at a full sprint where it should be a marathon. It, you should slow down for some of these yeah. scenes because... The word count on this bitch is insane. This, yeah, how long is this fucking screenplay? It, well, he, has, is, he has multiple monologues that are probably like ten to fifteen pages long, and, and I that's why I also I can't blame some of it on him. I'm gonna say he doesn't do a super strong job. Like in some of it, it does fall to him in certain moments where I'm like, this is an acting thing, but a lot of the time, it's what the content he is supposed to be delivering is subpar um especially it i think that it defies what his character is supposed to be this and uh, like it comes out later in the movie when he's not monologuing this is a guy who is not in touch with his emotions right this is a guy who makes things happen through brute force not through articulating things and yet narcissistic and yet at the same time he is expected to deliver the most dense monologues of all fucking time it it it's a contradiction in the character itself it doesn't make any sense for this guy to be this way yeah there's multiple times during the movie where you can you're almost jarred by that contradiction where you yes. you go from a scene where this guy is feeling a certain emotion and expressing this idea. And then in the very next scene, you're moving on to a completely different emotion, completely different idea. And the through line is just kind of non-existent. And I, I like a lot of the ideas in this movie. Like well, yes, it, same. it's bringing yeah. up so many fascinating yes. topics that we don't, Get that are very valid, valid but, but and we don't get to see enough movies about like the stuff that he's talking about like who gets to tell what stories based on your identity yes what mm-hmm. is the role of criticism in the world of film and what sort of response can a filmmaker have on the criticism of their films like there are so many fascinating well, topics it's here. one of my favorite or I, I guess it's kind of 
the central irony of the movie is aside from the main feuding about the relationship, it is, as we said, very anti-criticism and especially, especially the language surrounding criticism and reviews and using all this flash and hubbub, but like not really actually talking about the meat and potatoes of what you're seeing. And for (laughs) a film that's like criticizing the shallow, reviews and like the shallow language behind criticism i found this movie to be a little bit shallow and pedantic like it just like it felt like some of these things it's like we're just scratching the surface but we're not actually really Mm. saying anything meaningful we're just kind of airing out our dirty laundry here is here's the distinction because i think on top of all the things that you said that there are so many interesting ideas about that slant that meta text slant also there are interesting ideas about just relationships in general and how every couple every if you're in a couple you are using that other person for something and at what level is it too much that's fascinating that's a great that you know there's been a lot of good content made about that the problem with this uh film is it's it's very interested in discussing all of these ideas but it's not interested in showing you them it's not showing you how couples act, even though it's it's introducing ideas about how couples work. Yeah. The, but then what you're looking at, the way that they are talking to each other uh, has no emotional truth in it because fights are not monologues. Yes. And you you can heighten your shit however you want. Like this, you know, this is a stage play of a movie. It's a play. It's written like a play. And it's just people going after each other. But if you are purporting to have profound things to say about relationships, then you need to show a relationship. You can't show this. My thought when it comes to that is just that there must be such a higher degree of difficulty to making a movie like this work. You know, a movie that's one long fight, Um, especially when you're trying to follow 20 pages worth of COVID protocols that are adding to the stress on no, top of there's everything that, else. You cannot rely on any other supporting character. You can't leave this one house. You are stuck in one setting. Yeah. It's suffocating. It's already it's stressful enough to make a movie and then they're trying to make this movie under these horrible, difficult circumstances. And and they, they've already got... the. The choice to make the entire movie just this, I think, puts them in a little bit of a corner because they didn't have to do that. You can make a movie that's set in one location with two characters that isn't just one long fight. You can you can mix it up. You can do flashbacks. You can do other things and not just have this be like this one long thing. I think that, you know, I don't want to rewrite the movie here, but. You could have had you could have split the movie into like maybe multiple acts. This doesn't really have like an act structure. No, not at all. And you could have done something where you could have shown us a little bit of like a different point in their relationship. (laughs) So there's that. I also think that like I was listening to uh, an interview that uh, Sean Fantasy of the Ringer did with uh, Sam Levinson. Yeah, I listened to that. John David Washington. And like. Fennessy asked him at one point, like, are you like trying to like, I know like it might not have been your attention going into this, but like you are with just having this argument, trying to articulate these little aspects from like every couple that wasn't, that was on shaky rocks that was now stuck in quarantine together. It's like, we are all that we have with each other. And 
I think that the film, one of its central problems is that the hyper articulation kind of makes it so it's not really about any like real person, like real people don't talk like that. There's plenty of things about like, like the whole theme of like, you're not gel, like you're so not jealous that you border on indifference. That's a real thing. That's in a lot of arguments between couples, stuff like that, like different things, like kind of questioning you're really close with this girl. Are you like cheating on me with her? All these different ideas, but it's so scatterbrained in this script that there's just like, as soon as you try and find a morsel to cling on to, uh, one of them is yelling about something else. And then you're like, okay, so now we're moving on to this thing. It's a tough ask to think that all of this would happen in a single night. It's that all of these conversations. It's so many fucking words, like, bro. It's just not how Zendaya it, should just fucking smack John David Washington in the face and be like, you're you've been drinking. Go to bed. We'll talk about this in the um, morning. And it's like Sam Levinson thinks that in boxing matches, uh, each round, only one person's allowed to punch, mm-hmm. and then like the next round, the other yeah. person's allowed to. Dude, that's how he thinks fights. Yeah, are. no, everybody like the other person's just silent for like that's, six and a half was, minutes while the other sucks, person man. talks. I, I really hate that writing. Like, I'm fine with heightened dialogue and like switching up how people talk, but that doesn't help what he's trying to do in this. There's case. not enough back and forth because yes. what what starts to happen is very early on, like probably like less than halfway through. I was already like being like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> shut up. Shut, shut up. the fuck up. Say, and at, Spe- mostly to John David Washington. Exactly. Well, like it's really. Also, you know what was really disappointing is the movie, the very, very beginning, the movie is introduced in such a naturalistic way where they, you know, it's a very coming home. It's a long shot of the car home. driving up to the house and then them walking in. You can you can just tell that Zendaya is not happy and he is very happy and he's drunk. Just like their actions are doing all the speaking. They're not talking. He's like singing a song. And then uh, about like five minutes in, we we have our first monologue. And it's like, oh, this isn't going to be that. This is going to be something totally different. But even that even that one, there is this level of like. um, Separation between the the actors and the audience to a certain extent you know like you have the cameras like on the outside of the house and it's filming through the window yeah and we're not quite in the point where we are later in the movie we're like we're right up in yeah, there extreme we're, close-ups we're just right trapped oh in it this looks house it looks them. it looks awesome like it, it yeah that's very all very well handled uh i guess even before the first monologue what really i was like oh i don't know if i'm gonna like this movie is the it's it's kind of unavoidable, but the way that they dump exposition in the beginning, tough. Where he's like, "Wow, my film just did really well at the at the thing we were at. I just wrote and directed it." Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's really really transparent. It's first draft type stuff. Yeah. It's like, stu- well, again, it's stuff that they're shooting in one location. Like you have to express that in some no, way. There's I know no, I know it's other hard. Way it's just for the, exposition. It's just like they didn't even try. I don't think he yeah. even tried, man. I really don't think he tried with this fucking script. And then Netflix is just like sure like they're yeah, not, why not? here's like a single 10 million dollars we got we yeah. got cash think, to spend dude i think this sold for like 30 mil <laughs> god damn it netflix just they're just throwing money yeah. around sam is but like it, sure make why them not more than 30 mil yeah like, again it's it the point of it was more so to keep the crew employed yeah and props for that good yeah. job zendaya yeah i 
yeah i are we do you guys want to get into like spoilers about some of the specific things I, yeah i do have some kind of spoilery thoughts i yeah. mean there's there's not really that much to spoil per se but yeah just two couples getting giving, a fight with each other i do want to say like for a movie that is so heavy and like non-stop monologuing in your face the little bits of reprieve that we get, like where there's some humor in the film, do work really oh, well. Oh, those are awesome. And like, and I was like, the, the intimacy, and the again, like, too. what you were saying, Ernest, why isn't there an act structure to this movie? Why can't we be building up and like, yeah, we can have 40 minutes of this movie turn into a screaming match, but not an hour and 45 what? of it be the whole thing. Like, whenever <laughs> uh, he's like looking around for his phone to try and find the review, and he's like, there's a fucking paywall. I got to find my wallet and everything. That's really good, John David Washington. Mm-hmm. When they're getting into a fight mm-hmm. and he's eating mac and cheese while they're fighting in another eating room, mac and cheese like that a is psycho. Here's the thing: like that <laughs> he's is just it like a f- absolute he's freak of fucking nature. scarfing mac and cheese down like nobody has ever eaten. Mac- like this is their last the, meal. The foley artist broke a million bowls getting that sound. <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny that, and I definitely have been not ever in as big of an fight as these two people have been because my main thought is like please break the fuck up please you guys are toxic oh my God, please do I not stay together um but i have definitely been argument where it's like i'm doing something else and i'm like arguing with uh my partner like on oh, the other dude. side of the house and i'm like doing something she's like are you really fucking washing dishes right now we're having an argument <laughs> i yeah i like that's, that stuff really works well that's the sense of naturalism that fucking works exactly yeah and well anytime like you said there's a lot of great humor in this um that that I think is where John David Washington shines a lot. Actually, he's funnier mm. than I thought he would be. Uh, just any time that they are able to go back and forth, it's better because that's what acting is. Acting is reacting. Yeah. Acting is building something with someone else. It's not just mm-hmm. a fire hose of words. You're not. Yeah, you can't like he's delivering these monologues to Zendaya, who's just looking for Lauren. That's not acting to me. Like, that's yeah. that's not at least what I like to see actors do. Yeah, it's clearly not his wheelhouse, unfortunately. Zendaya's wheelhouse absolutely is looking for Lauren, and she did, like, as good as you could possibly do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just a frustrating fucking movie, man. And I mean, exhausting. Exhausting, because the trade-off here is that you have these monologues that are full of these really interesting, compelling ideas, mm-hmm. but they don't land the way that I think was intended. I, I maybe I'm wrong, but I no, I don't, don't think that the intention here was to exhaust the audience to think. I like, think that it was to a certain point, but not like to the not to the point of annoyance. Yeah, because I, I would have liked to like have connected more with these ideas and to have them land in a, in a way that like makes me want to think about them more. But but I was just. I wasn't going to that place because I was just thinking like, dude, shut the fuck up, man. The yeah. stop talking. The um, <laughs> the criticism element really got to me there, where I was like, yeah. I'm. This is so unbelievably pompous. So let's let's save that for spoilers. So in case you haven't seen it, there's just this this kind of overarching thing that's essentially like a direct attack on film critics. That yes, I think it's 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 better if you kind of see it for what the movie is is giving you yeah um, levinson if you ask him will say that he doesn't think it's negative about critics he's it's negative no, about it's, certain critics it's a direct attack the thing is even if it's not it's the, about it's about a certain type of criticism it's about a certain critic well, that, well also a certain critic, critic it's but so yeah, it's, fucked up it like i gotta that's talk about why how, critics are anti this movie because they're like you're 
calling out, singling out one of our. Well, own, no, and it's yeah. not even that exactly. because he does it in a way that is fucking ra- like it, it's racist. I, the way that he uses a black man as his surrogate so he can't be criticized. If, whereas like if this, you know, if it had been a white guy surrogate for him and an entire chunk of the movie devoted to creating that shield, it is to be like crazy. You can't do you can't do anything about this because I have yeah. a part and he of my d- movie. And I actually explains it away. And I believe Levinson that he does think that he comes out pretty even handed because we are not supposed to like John David Washington. We are supposed to think he's being irrational. Like, what you know, the, the way he reacts to that, that review specifically, we're supposed to see that as crazy because it is so there it's not like he's going full tommy wiseau like everybody love me you know but it's close man uh it is it is borderline pathological to me it's just like i'll I'll discuss why farther in spoilers it's it's not why he thinks i think but it's another reason okay yeah that's that's exactly what i was gonna get at was like it's 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 like he can't see the forest through the trees of like why people are taking offense to it's, this movie. Yeah. And I haven't even read like any reviews of this to see why anyone else would be it. I it just struck me as an unbelievably narcissistic almost like slimy way to protect your own opinions. My my favorite thing that I've heard about this movie was Amanda Dobbins said this is she was just like there's a reason why therapy sessions only last an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I just keep thinking about that and yeah. laughing because well, that's the, the, the thing is that like if this movie is an hour then I think that it is more successful. The two euphoria specials are an hour yeah and they're both very small contained only two yeah, actors they're both they're quarantined and they're shot, shoots and yeah they're they're incredible so i there's some sort of misfire here i think that um you know probably the 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 parameters of of the the story he established in euphoria give him a little bit more of like some sort of boundaries to not go off the rails i think that what happened here is just fully like no notes just do whatever the hell you want and he took that as an opportunity to just unload on the page full stream of consciousness to characters i'm telling you that there was no nobody looked at that script and said like hey man can we like change a couple things or well i mean apparently zendaya and john david washington had input which i mean i'm sure zendaya co-wrote her episode of euphoria it's excellent but like I Zendaya, I think is like down a little bit. I think she can do anything. Like, is she Donald Glover? <laughs> I'm Honestly, not joking. No, Zendaya is fucking genius. Yeah, is, like, is I'm, Zendaya I'm, like dude, the, next. The, the last episode of Euphoria, like the finale, uh, not the new COVID episode. Oh my but the, god! The, yeah, the finale of Euphoria dude, is just the last scene is like what? Well, and that's okay. And Euphoria is another show, and I mean, including the specials too, where it's people monologuing at each other. Yeah. But that works. It all works so so well because there is maybe it's the fact that it's tied to a television series and there's more identity of character already established that you can do that where if it's just like two characters that we have no relationship with and we're just judging exactly we're we're trying to pick a side by just seeing the fight whenever two parties are at their absolute ugliest and we're dropped immediately into the fight with no sort of lead up and that that brings up my other point that i had in mind which is like the my favorite example of a movie long fight is before midnight. Of course. Like that's yeah. the perfect, that's the natural comp, but the, the genius 
of Before Midnight is that we have two other movies right. to I mean, lead. That's why before we setting up works. the relationship yes. of those and, characters and two movies to like them before yeah. we see them suck. Yeah, <laughs> like we don't. We like and we're even like, oh, don't in fight. the beginning like of the movie, in the beginning of Before Midnight, there's still like it's. It's more realistic in that it's very passive aggressive. That's how fights start is it's it's not tiny, just tiny it's, little yeah, it's not just yeah. people just like, here's all my problems with you and all the people that I've dated. And I'm going to talk without breathing for the next nine minutes it's, at you. It's, and but like before midnight, that's how you do it, because it's a lot of just like, a, oh, oh, yeah. So. um Oh, so you're doing that again now? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. And then you're like friendly, that's, and then you're friendly for a little bit. Yeah, it's and then it's it sort of starts to come subtle, back. passive jabs. That's what fights are in real life. Yeah, it it just it gets a lot wrong, and it's it's really crazy that for all this shit we're pointing out, I was entertained, and I like like I overall. <laughs> this like, is the best mediocre movie I've ever it's, seen. It's the best awful movie I've ever <laughs> yeah, seen. It's yeah, not good. like it's the best movie that I hate. That, <laughs> yeah. Like that I like am glad I watched. I mean, I wouldn't say I was entertained i would say i i appreciated a lot of it the, like I, I was engaged the, yeah i was engaged yeah. i didn't want to look away and you know a movie like a movie that's truly bad like velvet buzzsaw for example is the ultimate like i just didn't want to look at Check that yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. the performances the look of this the ideas introduced do keep you in it i think pretty well it just is so frustrating because it's i think it's pretty easy to pinpoint what went wrong here yeah, yeah. um let's get into spoilers Oh, so starting off at the beginning, um, so Sam Levinson wrote this uh, after for listeners who don't know, uh, because he forgot to thank his wife during his uh, speech he gave at the first screening for Assassination Nation. And then they had a little bit of a fight, which uh, is, by the way, it's not a movie that is comparable to the movie that um, Malcolm made. Uh, (laughs) No, not at all. Assassination Nation is a movie no one liked, right? Like no, I mean a lot of people did like have like pretty. I've heard like that like not overwhelming. I've heard it's a movie where it's just like like half of this movie is fucking awesome and half of this movie is bad. I'm just no, but what the point Drew is making is like it's it's not yeah. This movie movie is like gonna be like an Oscar movie, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So if if he is making especially Malcolm's character metaphorical to him, it's obviously not a one for one, but that's uh, flaw number one. This is a movie that is apparently unbelievable. Flaw number two, like he's being compared to to Spike Lee and Barry Jenkins. I I need to get into this right now. I can't deal any farther. So uh, what what is her name? Katie Walsh. Katie Walsh is an L.A. Times reporter. She wrote a review for Barry or uh, Sam Levinson uh white males movie (laughs) um what was the movie called assassination Assassination. so here's here's the the headline assassination assassination nation is exploitative horror that has the gall to lecture us on girl power so i haven't seen the movie i don't know if that review is valid but have you read the review here I read a yeah decent amount. It makes of it. me not want to watch. Yeah, the movie. she she hates it, and that's fine. She's just some report, some critic. That's yeah. um. He seemed Sam Levinson seemed to truly take offense to the idea that he is not allowed to make certain movies, and so to address that in this movie, to address how identity politics shouldn't play into the movies you make, 
uh, he makes it so a black man feels that way instead of a white guy who is Sam Levinson. He makes it so a guy, uh, you know, a sort of, you know, self-made, at least in the industry. Sam Levinson's dad is Barry fucking Levinson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he uh, makes a great movie. Uh, and this one white lady reporter, he he keeps calling her, thinks that he doesn't have the right to go, uh, make a movie about a woman of color instead of a man of color. Uh, Sam Levinson is a white guy who made <laughs> made movies very a movie very very dependent on understanding women. That's an entirely different form of intersectionality. He is implying that uh, this reporter is racist. Right. That's what he's saying. That well, that that that's saying that a white man can't make a movie about feminist topics is the same thing as right. being racist. It, it, it's yeah, he's yeah, he is in this movie. The LA times reporter is racist. The way that he recounts her talking to him, she is racist. Um, the, her review doesn't have anything to do with race in real life. No, he, because assassinate assassination nation doesn't have anything to do with race. So he has su- successfully shielded his opinion by giving it to a black man to say it is the most pussy cowardly shit I've ever seen a writer do in a movie. Well, I'm not joking. The, the idea it's so pussy. The, the idea it's multi-layered because the, the idea of like making a movie responding to the review, the negative review of your previous movie is a bold fucking choice that on the surface I love like that's like holy shit like okay let's see where this goes and then you actually see it and you're like motherfucker yeah well no (laughs) but there is I think that I mean yes I I agree with what you're saying that it's very problematic his way of going about it but I did like that it's not like this lady uh from the LA Times as she is called throughout the film uh not addressed by actual name um she wrote a positive review. Yeah. She called it a fucking masterwork. Yeah, she really liked she it. She called it a masterwork for like not the reasons that because before he even saw the review, he was just like, they're going to say like that. I was trying to make a statement about the healthcare system and all this stuff. And it's like, why can't I just make a movie whenever a black guy makes anything? It has to be political. Those are ideas that are valid Absolutely. that we look at like a Barry Jenkins or a Spike Lee or even like Anton Fuqua, like in fucking Train Day, and we inherently want to make it more political than just being about yeah. one small yeah. story. It's, it's fascinating. There, there are tons of great tidbits in that conversation that are well worth discussing. But the entire conceit of yes. what he's done yeah. is so slimy, especially because he is essentially Max Landis. Like mm-hmm. that's what he is. It, he just has a little bit better of a track record. Yeah. He's like, also not like a fucking creep he, as far as, well, we know. as yeah. far as we know, but like listening to him talk about his movie, it had Max Landis vibes where it's like, you have never had to fight for anything. Well, I think and, he, and a, one reporter, one critic told him he couldn't do something. And that's the first time he's ever fucking yeah. heard that so in his life. I wonder if yeah. I was thinking and about this while watching it. the movie is, <laughs> do you think that it was purposeful for him to put John David Washington to put somebody else who also was like given every advantage, advantage that they could possibly oh, have in their man. life by being Denzel's son. That's a great take. It's I, definitely I definitely I thought about it a couple of times. It's, it's hard to movie. say because also just like more than half of actors are like that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that is probably the most notable like up and coming star who is the son of probably the greatest movie star of our generation. Yeah, it's just 
it, it, it really I was like, you have to be kidding well, me. The, man. the other thing that, that you haven't mentioned yet that really kind of seals the deal in terms of like this being a direct attack is that the 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 final sort of uh, bit of the movie um, starts to dive into like some of the the overt sexual violence that occurs in the fictional movie and some of the the reasoning behind like uh not only how the critic feels about it but like why um you know the the zendaya's argument for like why that should or shouldn't be in the movie and and how people might respond to it and and why the critic might be um justified in responding to it the way she did that is direct shit tied to assassination literally nation. Yes. yes like assassination nation is a movie that is all about um i haven't seen the movie but just reading the 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 criticism of it where sam levinson um glorifies violence against women and like sexualizes women and and conflates violence and, and sexuality in such a way that is extremely off-putting and so he he ties that to the fictional movie mm -hmm. and it just becomes completely undeniable yeah. that he is responding because but could, he's also like he is like taking by using zendaya to like actually talk and comment about this and say that this isn't like this is not a good thing the way that you portrayed this thing yeah. it's him also criticizing himself like he's saying like yes. i'm allowed to critique <laughs> myself but you guys aren't allowed to critique well, that's, me that's, like, why pussy, man. that's why the movie is so fascinating because it's not just him using jdw no, as a mouthpiece yeah it's, it's also very the zendaya is also like him like yeah. it's very much like him having a fight with himself it's just not enough it just that's the problem is that when he reads the review and he starts on this fucking what 15 20 page monologue that we get zendaya doesn't get a single word in it's just non-stop jd and that's the problem is like you need to have that other side chime in. The thing yeah. is, I don't this doesn't even bug me that much because it's pretty evident. And from what I've seen, it's pretty evident to most people that she's right. Yeah, so I mean, she's he, he admits that she's right. In the yeah. end, he says, I'm sorry. So that's <laughs> thank you. But she doesn't get enough words. In the I know. Movie. And also that <laughs> that doesn't change the conceit of what he's doing. It doesn't change the. <laughs> Guess who cares about what an L.A. Times critic says? Nobody. <laughs> uh, no? film, a filmmaker does, because filmmakers are very sensitive babies. I know, but, uh, but are okay, they? No. A, a lot of them are uh, very, like, a lot of them are, like, just refuse to read the, reviews and all this kind of only, stuff. They don't want to hear anything negative. But the thing is, she, uh, he made, or Zendaya says early in the movie, I, we should call her Marie, I guess. Marie says... You have never gotten a good review. It's not just this reporter panning him. Like yeah, it's other. Past. He just found he one person like, to target. Yeah, he's not made anything good before. Um, and so it's very, very clear to me that Sam Levinson is particularly just unbelievably upset that someone told him he can't do something. He has not heard that, and uh, he's like the balls on this lady. How can I make? her a little bit more wrong while still pointing out that like I'm wrong for caring so much. I know I'll crib this behind race when the original issue had nothing to do with it. That is absolutely cowardly. We can move on from it because it's a I whole think, movie. I, here. I do think, I yeah. do think it is multi-layered though, because it's not, it's not just that 
like he is trying to touch on all of these separate threads yeah. and they, it well, just gets messy. It's just, it's the center conceit behind that point. That is a, it, it's, yeah. it's a point. It's just one point in a lot of different shit that's happening and it's in this also, movie, but it also, puts, you are right about that. It also puts this critic in such a corner where like, if she negatively re- reviews him, he'll be like, yeah, see, like she's, she just doesn't like me. It's, and it's, then if, it's she, so if she's positive, then he like called his shot by by giving <laughs> the fictional movie a positive review. It's I I don't know how there's you, nothing. There's she no do. way to actually get on that. He's put her in such a shitty position despite claiming neutrality. Like this critic has no power. He is the son of Barry Levinson. Like you're punching down, bro. Chill out. Yeah, you, want me, I, you want me to read some of this review? You pompous little sniveling sure. bitch. I'm, I'm not gonna read too much. I'll just read a couple bits. So she writes. Again, this is the review for Assassination Nation published in September of 2018. But it's the fumbled feminist commentary that is just embarrassing to watch. The filmmakers have the gall to spend nearly two hours assaulting the audience with sexualized violence, only to turn around and offer up a patronizing lecture on the contradictory social conditioning of women as some kind of girl power rallying cry, like it's a novel revelation. Dude really tried to mansplain the virgin whore paradigm paradigm in the midst of this exploitative clap trap mm. damn that is not the film tries to create a b-movie heightened dystopian reality where the gals get their violent comeuppance wearing matching chic vinyl trench coats but the violence is all too nauseatingly real and unsettling it's an ugly exploitation of sexual violence in a hollow quest to indict the way our culture pathologizes female sexuality Assassination Nation might argue that it's just about the internet mob, but its gaze reveals the true lurid intention while spewing misguided words to gesture at empowerment. We see right through you. I, I see right through what he did in this movie. That's what I'll say. I, this is, I, I'm not going to lie. I do kind of want to watch Assassination Nation now. Like the, just by seeing, like hearing how negative that review is, I'm like, holy shit. My, like I actually kind of am curious, like how bad is this? My issue is even if I totally disagree with that review and think that he made a fine movie that like gives it's, every, it's probably, it's still down just down a middle. review and it doesn't matter. Yeah. And he, that's the thing. So, but so getting back to one thing you said, Ernest about how um, Malcolm is just kind of going on nonstop without Marie getting a word in that did not especially in that moment that did not bother me at all because i think that that plays into one of the central themes of the problems with their relationship which is that he is so solipsistic and he is so narcissistic that he is he is completely unconcerned with anything of this person who he claims that he loves he is so exactly and that's why i think specifically it doesn't work all the time of just people just talking nonstop for 10 minutes but i think in that moment it worked really well because that him obsessing over what one person said about his film Mm -hmm. is kind of the point that he is trying to make about the fundamental flaw with malcolm and with himself with sam levinson yeah yeah, so so he is absolutely saying like i am crazy for this yeah i'm I'm crazy for this one (laughs) i i wish that this movie was much much shorter because i wish we do get fucking movie we we get to a good place at the end it just comes after way too much time so, spent, like just hearing this yeah, guy go on and on and on and on. Here's here's why that it doesn't work is we've already outlined a lot of reasons why, but uh, they go balls deep into the argument too quickly. Yeah. 
Um, where and then like it just it stretches well, yeah, for the because the thing time. is a lot of people critique how redundant a lot of these conversations are that actually doesn't bother me inherently because if you've ever had like a long fight with someone that's how it works like you just keep going shit back keeps to the same kind of shit. coming back that's yeah. fine by me so structurally I wasn't even that bugged the problem is the nature of the arguments suck because like we said it's just like one person and then the other person it's not a conversation and the way not watching an argument man the way he delivers the lines i think could have been a little bit more dynamic so many of the monologues he just he's at a single tone that doesn't really fluctuate again that's that's the problem i like i said i think that john david washington deep down he does have the chops in him in him but he doesn't have the reps like you don't want to have like a rookie shooting the biggest shot this in the NBA is, finals. Yeah, this is like for, you, need, yeah. you need like somebody who kind of has put in the work and can kind of deliver those with some dynamism. This is it for is someone with a theater background. Yes, it is restricted by the fact that like, again, it is shot in one house. You can't really uh, you can only you can walk into a different room and that's about it as far as like changing it's up cool your house. setting and stuff. A beautiful fucking house. Let me tell you. I'd love for a production studio just put me up in that house for a couple yeah. months. It, it it just sucks because even if you have a clearly defined side, even if you're rooting for one of the people, you also fucking hate them because they're doing a bad job of fighting. Like you like if you were rooting for someone in a boxing match and they spent around just like with their paws down and even if they like kept standing and in the next round they did good, you'd be like, well, you could have. <laughs> You, you could have just <laughs> yeah. fought back the whole time, I, or you could have left. You could have walked yeah. out. She, she was. I, she had the option. Well, but to so leave. she she mentions that, and now again, I was okay with that because that is how couple fights go. Like I've had long arguments before, where like you don't want to leave because you don't. You're not trying to end the whole relationship, and you like like the person, but you just can't stop like going after them, and they can't stop going after you. But this is not how fucking fights work, yeah. man. It's yeah. so stinky to write him this way I, yeah i mean that's true i do so i think that one of the most effective uh monologues that is given in the movie is also like the most vicious and cruel thing is when john david washington is just like oh yeah you think that this uh story is based on you and he lists all the You're women ugly. to his past like You're fucking ugly that oh because she's in a bathtub <laughs> that's like that that's like that's how you connect those two movies <laughs> okay no listen to me that i think that that like because that's like some shit that's like that's like you're about to break up like that is the fight that you have when you are breaking up with somebody and jugular. you just you are going in and you are so unnecessarily cruel to a human being. Yeah. I have never said anything as hateful as John David Washington has said in a relationship in that fight. It, but it's still like that's some stuff that you would see like because it, it comes like over an hour into the movie where it's just like everybody is just exhausted and there have been like I've gotten in past relationships where fights have just gone for so long that eventually you just like kind of lose sense of yourself you lose all sense yeah. of empathy well yeah I'll point out two times that that was handled way better uh, in shithouse which we just talked about yes how mm -hmm. it there one of them is fucked up and they fight for maybe a minute or two and they both just sort of lose sight of what they're even fighting about and it's awesome it's so well <laughs> written talking about so smart jennifer garner and jennifer garner hunter uh, ernie i'm actually glad you brought up you're ugly <laughs> yeah. because i i when we talked about that scene in that movie i mentioned how good writing that actually is i'm not joking because that's how fights are when you're fucked up 
you you cannot you cannot deliver this unbelievably poetic That's, Shakespearean he poem. He doesn't know if like Sam Levinson and John David Washington, I don't know if he's drunk or if he's like painfully sober like throughout this yes, movie. His it's back, like it keeps way, going back and no, forth. It's all the way you see him drinking a lot of alcohol. He's drinking a lot he's of drunk. like scotch but like it's like whenever he walks into a room off screen he's just like doing a bunch of blow or stuff. Like, he's like and one more thing and that's like, actually what? that's a smart that's the I think that's he it. keeps on doing blow off camera. Yeah because there's so many scenes where you're just like you're thinking like okay we finally get a minute to just fucking breathe here and yeah. he's like no. <laughs> yeah he like oh, it also God makes sense it, here he fucking goes again it, it makes sense because the way that he is moving throughout the whole movie is so drunk like yeah. he is stumbling everywhere mm-hmm. he goes but the way he talks is so intact that's a coke drunk thing <laughs> is it not thing. think about the, hunter that is the smartest theory i've ever heard <laughs> that's, that's what he's doing every <laughs> time you see him walk off screen it's just, i like this you movie. see you're like <laughs> if this <laughs> movie would be better if we saw him doing coke it really would it would I, because I you, been yeah because you'd be like god well i get i understand why yeah, he's so annoying it all makes sense. maybe i'd be that annoying yeah. you know what <laughs> this movie bumps up half a star if you see him just like do Have a, a mountain of coke um it's just it it's just so so frustrating to watch this couple fight because you want you want more moments like i said where like you said where there's comic relief and they're they're back and forth is kind of slowed or stalled like when he's trying to get the wi-fi for the review but not even that there are times when they both like come to an agreement and they kind of stop fighting and those moments rock not just because you want them to get along because honestly i don't want them to get along i want them to break up immediately Yes. yes um but they're good because it's just two people talking to each other and that's all you want to see the whole movie it's it, just even if they're fighting you just want to see them interacting they're not this movie isn't interactions it's just a fight in a guy's head there's also there's a couple of moments where like it is they have their reprieve and then somebody says something and that reignites the fight and that is like that's a sense of realism where it's just like all you have to do like just tell me like why don't you cast me in your movie that's something that you could just be like yeah I'm sorry like I just couldn't like the producers they wanted a more established actress you could just set something like that and then that's it the, the rest of the night is over it's just like oh yeah you always have to make it about yourself and you can't follow through on that's everything the thing. that's the, like I hate both of these people well, man. yeah well, it's, it's Zendaya I mean uh, Marie is definitely the person who I am more cheering for but both oh, of, of them course. I'm like, like she these is, guys suck at the base level of what she was saying she was correct but they're both so annoying I would hate to hang out with either. You don't want to hang out with Sam Levinson. Oh my god! You gotta live in a house with Sam Levinson, dude. I want to Quentin Tarantino, and you have to be shoeless. Um, Sam Levinson's a brat. That's all he is. You don't get enough of Zendaya to really sell you on her being annoying enough. um, I mean, well, no, it's an it's annoying in how she handles. First of all, uh, he is right that like this is the best night of his life. Give it a give it a night before you bring all this up. Don't mm-hmm. uh, like that's a fair thing. Yeah, she says fair. it like in the first scene. She's like, I made you mac and cheese. It's really quick. Just so that leave it <laughs> that like if there's anything that I I related to him over. It's like not this is literally the biggest night I've ever had. like I even if like they're going to talk about it. He's drunk. He's trying to ride high. If you want to fight, this is the time to fight like this. You're going to st- you know what I mean? Yeah. Wait a well, day. Well, Just- hold on. When, when somebody says, I don't want to fight tonight, I don't want to talk about it tonight, just how about you just don't talk about it tonight? Just just wait until the next that's, day. That, just save just it. Not it's, thanking her is a huge it's deal. Massive. That is a big it's, deal. It's incredibly that's a very big huge. deal. She should break up with him. 
She should leave his fucking stinky ass. Sam Levinson's wife should leave. <laughs> she should. Also, did you notice on that interview with Sean Fennessy that he shouts out his wife? Yeah, that was <laughs> in the movie. She's like, yeah, I got to thank my wife. This it, like that, right that, off the bat. <laughs> like, I'm not he, forgetting this again. He is so transparent to me what he is. Just like Max Landis is. I'm not saying he's Max Landis because Max Landis is like Sam Levinson is definitely no, dramatically well, Ma- like a better, no, of course. like more talented. But yes, as far as that, like kind of smarmy. He's the son of a mega million who can't be told what to do and that just sucks like i don't like to hear him speak i i'm sorry can i uh, read a couple of the popular letterbox reviews <laughs> oh i haven't even looked at letterbox it's yet. really there's it's some good great. shit on there okay so the most popular one is from tara if marriage story was a calvin klein ad yes great he, underwear fits in this uh um <laughs> the funniest thing that sam says on that in that interview is their first couple days of shooting they were like does this look too much like a whiskey commercial <laughs> and it, uh then then he said like so how good. they fixed that and unfortunately they didn't fix that they, it does look like a whiskey commercial it, does. it looks like mila kuna should be I, then uh demi adijuebe says if theaters were still open this review would probably be about how someone would groan oh my god shut up mm-hmm. or this guy fucking sucks yeah every few minutes he sucks in the whole so audience would burst into applause he sucks so bad like he uh adrian balboa says so good if you mute it that's 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 i just want to have this on as like a screensaver of just like two very attractive people and black and white beautiful and maybe maybe like do like a recutting so it looks like they're actually like so it's more interesting visually like it's going back and forth you have like you have like um like silent film cue cards come up for zendaya's dialogue like Malcolm, shut the fuck up. Go to it's sleep. Just, this movie just should have been. It should have been those first like twenty minutes, like Carson, where they they make up I, a little so, bit. Yeah, whenever I was first watching, like the first little bit of this movie, I was like, why do why does everyone hate this movie? Like, but, I'm actually kind of in and, on this, and then it just kind of keeps going and doesn't really evolve and, and past the, that. Point. Yeah, and the way that they're speaking just gets worse and worse. And the more you find out about what he's done, the more you're like, why is she even? Like, um, well, just just stop, guys. Karsten Runquist says, felt like I was plankton in that scene where he eats the holographic meatloaf, but this time the meatloaf wouldn't stop whining. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite one. That's so good. They, it, they just won't stop, man. And it's like you said, with Before Midnight, they've established we want them to stay together because we like them we've liked them for so many years yeah. in this movie we want them to break up within like five minutes mm-hmm. and they won't and so no matter how much worse he is than her we're bothered by both of them like because we're like you both need to stop talking like this because yeah. no, if anyone talked to me for five minutes straight i would just be like okay put a pin in it okay lee's here you want to share any thoughts yeah any thoughts and Malcolm and marie you're a big Malcolm fan, right? You think they use him, right? <laughs> well, I think you guys are getting uh, caught up in details that really are taking away from like the major themes that this director was trying to make. I didn't know he was a spoiled brat. No, we, we, we talked about the themes. It's just... Like, I think there were points that were made in this movie that I've wanted to hear out loud in like a production for so long. Uh, yeah, it was totally draining and exhausting. Like, I felt like there was an energy vampire like sucking my soul. Um, but at the end of the day, like, um, you're not supposed to like both of these characters. So I don't think that this director was trying to put himself 
in the film as himself day to day. I think he was trying to put the good, bad and ugly of the industry and of his own emotions, the ugly of what can happen in his brain into these characters and into this film. I think it's like a little too far to think that he's really so hung up on this one bad review that he got that he would write a whole film about it. If you said this guy is as rich as he is, he can, you know, go and buy a yacht and go to like an Epstein Island and just find his way into happiness there. But, but I think in this film for him to put effort during a pandemic to tell this story there's a deeper meaning than just the surface level of like, okay, they keep calling the white girl from the LA Times out. He's just a, a a grouchy baby who wants to make a point. You don't like this character. So he's not trying to get you to side with him. No, I he's know. He's not trying to convince you. I know that. I'm just saying that uh, way too much energy is spent on that. And he openly like does hate the review that he got. And he could have picked any other newspaper. And this woman in particular is going to be in some crosshairs. He could have invented a newspaper. Yeah. He could have just it's said just, like no, no, the, no, the LA Chronicle, no, whatever. No, I think I think because probably... There, the dialogue. Okay, maybe I'm too smart. Okay, maybe this. Oh my god. Maybe, maybe <laughs> he's not thinking about it at this depth, right? But I think that the the review and the fact that there's people like you out there that really dive deep into these things, it's just a conduit to tell a deeper story. Like yeah. it's probably he did have an argument with his wife, and it probably did go to places where it shouldn't have in that. Oh, moment. definitely yeah, that but, happened. But I think that they discovered or at least in this movie he's trying to unfold this discovery in why he got so upset in the first place and what the the reality of the fact is that it all doesn't fucking matter who's funding the paper where is her paycheck coming from why what incentive would she have to make the comments that she makes is it really about racism or is it that there is um, an, a larger scope of how Hollywood in general is perceived. And at the end of the day, if someone wants to tell a fucking story, tell a fucking story. Yeah, yeah that's you that's know? the other point that I was th- that I was saying that I think that that aspect of the critic fight works really well of just like kind of an open dialogue of how do we how is it right for us to like put the labels on like you are allowed to tell this type of story but not this type of story Mm -hmm. and if you make a movie because of your background whether it be ethnic or gender or what have you it is inherently politically charged in some kind of a way yeah and that's the art that is the energy behind the argument which i found so brilliant that we are supposed to ernest and i had a deep conversation we're supposed to think that this director is butthurt And we're looking at this movie judging the director. But then wouldn't the characters be likable? And then take it a step further. Okay, we're talking about sexism. We're we're talking about uh, social, like, economic backgrounds of the directors and of the storytellers and of where these stories are coming from. And we're challenging that. Do you have to be from that lifestyle to be able to have a past to tell those stories? Do you have to be a woman to tell a story? I love that idea. I, that's not my issue. My issue is that also both of these characters are talking how a smart screenwriter would write a character. They're not human Mm. beings to me. Like they, they both talk the same and neither of them talk how that character would talk. They yeah. talk like Sam Levinson's okay. thoughts. So I have to say that about that, because I was also like ugh, turned off by that. But it reminded me a lot of a play. 
Like yeah, it reminded it's, it's, me a lot of this like, should just be a play. They should it shouldn't have be a, a curtain that comes in between each scene where they have a break, you know, when she goes and pees in the woods, there should be a curtain that closes and then it should open back up because I, and, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't denounce that. We shouldn't denounce that because they, the writing style has this creative technique of it being in a, a format that is reminiscence of the theater. No, that's that's fine. I like plenty of things that are like that. I think in this particular case, it goes right against what he's trying to do, which is be emotionally truthful. That was my issue with it. Like he he wants to talk about this stuff, but he's not showing us any amount of what a real relationship looks like. The words they're saying are fascinating, Mm -hmm. but that's not how relationships are like the way that they're interacting with each other shows that it's like if a robot uh listened to a million hours but then they didn't like analyze who was saying what well you could say that about any theater you could say that people don't talk like that in theater like hamilton the thing is that like i think that we're i think that where the fundamental (laughs) flaw of this movie is is that Sam Levinson, whenever he wrote this story, he meant this to be therapeutic for all couples that like he was putting himself out there. But he was like, I can make this for something that has any that, that he's that you've ever been in any kind of argument with a significant other. And where the problem was that he made it. So it's just therapeutic for only himself. And he is the only person who actually feels satisfied by the end of this story that he told. And the audience itself is just kind of like angered the just, whole time like just I, watching this. I took this. it so different. I took it as a parallel between the sickness in us as human beings and it what seeps into our relationships and then the sickness of Hollywood at large. Yeah, totally. And like it's, that's it's that's what it is. That's what the whole movie is. It's a mirror of that. And I I think like what an awesome cuz I was trying to to tell Ernest maybe the negative review in the LA Times was just an inspiration, just a conduit to be able to have the capacity and the reason to tell the story in the first place. Don't get stuck on the detail of like, oh, he's a brat and he just wants to get back at this lady. Well, I think of it as like, oh, let's use this to let's use this nasty energy of my bad review and turn it into a broader story of how we can talk about sick, you know, substance abuse and abusive relationships and how interlinked it can be with how we tell our stories and how we communicate with each other and then how Hollywood is. Well, the, the, the intention is different than the execution. Yeah. Like I'm fine with what he wanted to do. I just don't like how he did it. I think, I I think it, it failed. Also, I mean, that is like part of that whole plot worked for me. Part of it didn't, but that's also just one part of this movie. There's also just a lot of it. That's just the two of them yelling at each other about like, other different aspects of their relationship and some of that stuff is also it's just it's a lot of it is like it's hit or miss for me like sentence to sentence like some of it works some of it doesn't some of it's redundant like it's just kind of again it just feels like it's a first draft that's the fundamental this just he had no notes at all and those topics that are brought up are really compelling yeah. And I'm really glad that's that why we were all like entertained, even though like we have so many problems there. There's a lot to be intrigued by and invested in when it comes to the ideas in this movie. But it's all sandwiched in between this like really just bogged down bullshit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where he's conflating um 
race issues and and problems with with critics and and relationship problems and it's just it's you're stuck in his brain in a way that doesn't really feel good and he just puts it all out on the page and he didn't trim it to a way that made it connect with an audience and i yeah and i i think he failed to make characters that feel real yeah. i like their actions and the things that they say each other are well, there there are, are like, moments is fine there are moments where they get close because the performances are so yeah good, they're great right? at, the acting is great but there are moments of honesty absolutely there's one yeah. moment in particular when the fights really starts to 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 feel like it's over and they start to connect and they're kissing and they're embracing each other and you really feel like you're starting to turn a corner here and i think that that's less levinson and more jd mm. and it's Zendaya. the two of them actually being able to like show like we do have some chemistry with exactly each other. there's real yeah, magic you don't there. yeah you just don't get to see a lot of <laughs> a lot of like what makes two people acting good you but don't that, that goes back know. there's that goes, no there's no sign of like why these two people ever fell in love with exactly that's what i was about to say that goes back to my original point again i don't want to rewrite the movie because you, you could do. do anything i absolutely would love <laughs> no, but, to but if you go down that road you could just like you could we have to judge what was given to us at a certain point and like i would have loved to have gotten a version of this movie where we do get a real chunk of it to show us these people actually in love and contrast that with this epic fight. I, I just want to say that like I've I've been in some really sick, really fucked up relationships before. And I left this film feeling like, of course, there were some moments that were unrealistic and it definitely needs some polishing. And I don't want to just stamp like a COVID-19 pass, but like it is impressive that they were able to get this out yeah, during this time. Sure. But it was like one of the few times that I ever felt like, yeah, that's what it's fucking like. Like it gets down and dirty and it gets your claws come Exhausting. out in ways that you don't Non-stop. even stop. Like I can almost tell that there was a point where some of the 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 levels that they stooped to, they didn't want to, but it was almost like, okay, well you cut me and now I've got to cut yeah. you deeper. And now you cut me even deeper. And now, and, and, and it's, it's, it's a battle between ego and then the already existing trauma that's within these characters that just slowly ekes out. That was creative. Was it too much all jammed in with all the other themes and all the other things? Yes, I agree. But was it unique in the fact that I've never seen anything like that before? I was exhausted by it. But yes, it was one of the most unique experiences. But, but to that point, I think that like, I hate that at the end of this movie that they end up together. That yeah. they're still just I like, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks shit. Like they should not be together. She should have just like, he should have woke up in the morning and she was gone. And then that's it. That would have been like, great. But I totally don't, they should that. not fucking be together. And, well, anymore. I don't have an issue with that either because that's how abusive relationships are. Yeah, like, you, you don't, think, you don't, you there like, is, oh, I guess it's just like, I wanted some, I know. kind no, of, you, I wanted some kind of release by the end of all this. And like, at the end of it, I was like, fuck. And they're going to do the same fucking thing again tonight. Like a <laughs> no, God damn it. Here we just, are again. You, you get this feeling and I know exactly what they're thinking. They're thinking, I am so screwed up as an individual. And this is the only person yeah, nobody that is just as screwed me. up as me yeah. that still has just as deep of love as they do hate. 
and it's so it's so it's like glue it's like cement mm-hmm. we're stuck yeah well it's like well this person knows all my deep darkest secrets i don't have to start over again yeah. with somebody new yeah and i don't want to have to fake it so they're just stuck i do one thing uh, i forgot to mention it one thing uh a zendaya moment that i fucking loved was her monologue that she gives where after she asked him like why didn't you cast me in your play and she was just like, you told my story and now I will never be able to. Tell oh, that my was story. awesome. That buddy. is that is the most like heartbreaking yeah. moment of the entire film. That was the point where I was like, oh, fuck. Like, whew, yeah, she man, should be absolutely out. She should be like, absolutely fucking furious with him. Yeah. Like that is that is it's so and she and she is and all she wanted was really just like a actress. thank you. Like she's at an the end, awesome of, she sat there and she took all this shit. She didn't get cast in his play. She didn't get any kind of work alongside with him. She took the backseat for him just telling her story the entire time. And it all just culminated with this. Like, you couldn't even fucking thank me. I started I started the movie hating her more than him. Yeah, because it's we've all been. She's ruining his whole night. And and then it's also. Yeah, it it does does flip back and forth. And also because we don't have the information. Right. But like also she's doing the thing we've I think we've all been on both sides of it where you're you're being the quieter one but you are quietly provoking things more and more. Mm -hmm. And that really gets under my skin, even though he is so much more despicable than her in every way. I really, it takes the turning point whenever at the bathtub scene, whenever he just says the most hateful shit. It's like, Oh no, you are unforgivable. You are an awful heart shaped bathtub. (laughs) No, we'll call her a dancer. He started attacking her saying like, you were nothing until I found you coked out on pills ready to kill. Yeah. And also just the base thing, like the base issue, she is straight up right. And like she was from the beginning, like it's, she is right. But like when you watch other films, like I can think of so many other films like Forrest Gump and stuff where people have arguments in the film. And I've always just felt like that's not real. That was like a cute, like, hey, he has a mental. This is a different type of not real. That's like a friendly, happy, angry. Yeah, that's a well, that's an underwritten fight, and this is an overwritten fight. I'm mad, I'm gonna storm out. It's yeah, you're that's exactly how I feel, Hunter. I think you're right, and I think you're also rightly that I like, like I said, I was entertained. I should be giving this movie more credit. There's a lot that he did right, it's just I wish that someone else had taken the skeleton that just he came up with and like give him a in. note just just like one note come I mean, on they, man. they had a skeleton crew you don't know? you they call just, up your call up just like, somebody call up your like friend they did her own hair and makeup and her I own know. you know they had like just, five people yeah i mean that's true yeah there's I wish 20 that, people total on this film i wish that both characters didn't group. feel an awful lot like him that's the only thing that i wish because well and also what i said about the monologuing because that that to me sucks any play that is all monologuing sucks if you could take all the dark shit out of your brain and Mm. put it into a film would it be like this it wouldn't have that many monologues it would be be actual well if i were to write a fight i would write it like how people talk if i wanted it to be a lot more passive aggressive people people don't talk 10 minutes at a time or if you wanted to put it into a play but no no no. the thing is the thing that we keep talking the the point that hunter just made about the note is that like this is a brain dump of a script you know, you it's can take you can take the crazy out. shit Sometimes out of production your brain. Notes are good. You can take the crazy <laughs> shit out of Sometimes your brain it's and, good. and put it on a page, but then you have to tweak it and you refine it. You have to make it so the people aren't both you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to make them speak different. It makes no sense for Malcolm to t- speak the way he does. He's fucked up. 
Yeah. Like, and he is delivering. There are so many moments it's in this movie. So where this could have been. He he yeah. starts he starts leaving reality. Yeah, like he stops being <laughs> that that character. Yeah, and he starts becoming some otherworldly version I know. of I Sam guess, Levinson. We I guess have to remember what where they came from. They came from a party where they were lit. They were probably super fake. They were probably doing drugs and well, alcohol. Well, she's sober. And they, she's they, were, they were probably on another level where they come home vibing. He, well, he just, he had everyone up his asshole at this party and he got drunk and she had to be sober the whole night. And she and is just to everybody it. go on and on yeah. about him without and, being thanked. Yeah. So I guess and I got and her line about just like I had every person come to me at the party and just been like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know that he was you were so important to him while she was making that. Mm. And like that kind of a thing is just like that's so much worse than it just kind of going right away. It's yeah. just like yeah. people constantly reminding you're, you about the thing, especially when you're smug from the excuse me, when you're from the streets and you like had a hard life and then you're around people who have never had to like Glitz struggle for their glamour. rent ever I, a day in their life. Yeah. And I, you are generally right, though, that there is a lot good going on that I did like, despite myself, I really liked. And there's there were things that I hadn't seen before, like about abusive relationships that I could relate to that were on screen. And that's cool. I just it's like uh, when we were reviewing albums and I was talking about car seat headrests and like it made my top 10 list, but everything I had to say was negative. It's because it's, I can it, it see the pathway for this it to be great. It should be fucking great. I, I can see the the avenue where this could be like unforgettable. That's well, why that's why if all like this movie is still just a disappointment for me in every level because of the talent behind it. I fucking love Euphoria. I love Sam Levinson's writing. I love the these performers. It's just yeah, and then on top of that, this. reading about who Sam Levinson is and the well, way can. I still think it's really I agree that I like I love the discussions about criticism, but he turned this L.A. Times reporter instead of uh, her being upset that he is sexist, which is what happened in real life. Now she is racist. <sighs> that, that's that's absurd. It doesn't ma- like it doesn't can't, matter can't, if it's like part fiction. You know he knows what he's doing. He knows that anyone who Google's it will find the review. That's another thing that and in a in note the movie, they'd be like, "Hey, uh, we can't just call out this one but fucking that's, person." But that's not what he says, though. He but, says like, "Oh, the mo- the director of Moonlight wasn't gay." Does that mean he shouldn't no, get to tell that story? Like, but she's, she's also racist. No, but like the it, way that she he's talks calling to him, her ra- at, yeah. Like they talk about how she talked to him at the party, and like she's racist. Yeah, about and, saying and like, oh, this, this is, is like political and, and stuff like is, that. And he's like, I just because I'm, she thinks that because I'm black, she, I'm making yeah, a political and movie. Exactly. And and yeah, he was just accusing her. It's like of the being ideas shallow. are there, but why are you? Yeah, because it so is a real used, person. So he used a black guy to call her racist instead of addressing the base issue. Like it's not a one. He doesn't want it to be a one for one. He knows he's partially wrong, but this is a real reporter. This is a real review. And she wasn't racist. Like, that's really, that's, That's she's fine. It's all fine, but that's just really, I mean, I don't, I don't like it. it. The critics have all aligned on her side for this. Probably because I didn't know about the, um, the review prior to watching this. It felt like he was just making a statement on Hollywood at a larger scale than just this isolated incident. He is. He's also doing that. But so, I mean, then why get caught up on the, because he's singling out one person who, like a real person. There's only, 
only one person in the whole movie that's based on a real person. And it's this one reviewer and he makes her racist. And that is on purpose. I really don't know. You think reviewers have an, an alternate like agenda as to how. Oh yeah. But she, she wasn't racist in real life. She wasn't anything. She accused him of sexism. Like she straight up did not say anything racist or sexist. She thought he was sexist and he flipped that. But does she in the film equal the entire criticism at large? No, but he knows it's like everyone knows it's a metaphor and he is a smart guy. He knows that everyone knows it's using her as a punching bag to make a larger. It's just this is Mm -hmm. to know that this is a guy who grew up in the biggest mansion of all time and has never heard that he can't do anything. what critics review. do though that isn't that what critics do where they use like a movie to make a larger point on social it's not using they're not using anything they're watching a movie and writing their thoughts on well, it well it's also just no one cares about this critic and now yeah. people do and their only exposure to her as a character is her being a racist woman yeah that's that's, that's rough that like that's that's up. bad this is and no matter what he's punching down because he is sam levinson and she is a newspaper reporter i'm like not she, in the whole industry so no, i don't I think, i'm like out point, of the picture i just look at like the film as it is without knowing any of the details which is valid after, that's valid and, and i think the point that you're trying to make is that there's a moment in this movie where he says that like sometimes people just want to make a movie that doesn't make yeah, a larger well, and, yes, totally, and that's I what like, i got that's so what i like one one uh funny moment which once again if this wasn't a covid movie i would have loved to uh meet uh who this lead actress taylor is in the movie because one thing it's played for humor but whenever they're like talking about how just like everybody just wants to read out this is like a metaphor for healthcare and stuff like that and they're like well do you see taylor like in her interviews with e-news when she's like uh, talking about how like this is a metaphor for the way that we treat mental health care for black women and they're like yeah, shit. Yeah, I guess that was. Wouldn't that be equal to the character from his last movie? He was the lead over sexual. If you guys are comparing the criticism from the no, last well, that's movie, the thing. That's the thing is that like, there's moments where he is admitting his failures, but then it, it's just it's again, this is a therapy session that he just decided to put on screen and film. Like this is just him airing out his laundry and this manic script where he's going back and forth in his brain of saying like, "Fuck this woman, fuck her," in all these different ways. Although she does have some points about these things, but man, like, fuck her, and it's like, and I, I, I that care way too much but she is racist (laughs) that is fucked up the last point i wanted to make about this just because like i'm a woman and sometimes i i do judge a director based on how they sexualize scenes and i think this movie was the first time i actually challenged that because when they were arguing about the lead actress with her top off and how much better that scene would have been if she had a shirt on that's literally an argument I've made so many times of like, is this director just trying to get off? You know, like there's been books that I've read where, um, you know, like there's an inappropriate, just to me, inappropriate nude scene in a moment where like there was a lot of depth and I just felt like the nudity took away from it. And I think that by challenging the entire industry and, and the story and, and the sexism and whether or not we are imposing our own social like emotional um implications on every single scene because of the way things are around us and we're not just like completely freeing ourselves with a clean plate every single time we go into a film we're like kind of putting our own narrative and our own connotation on certain scenes and as a woman 
I've always been like, oh, that director just wanted to see some tits. You know, they just paid her extra so that they knew they knew people would talk about this movie more and then come just to see, you know, um, Scarlett Johansson's boobs, you know, and that would sell more tickets. So that's why they did it. You know, that's just, no, I, that's yeah, right. Like, it's a great that conversation. Sure. That's an awesome conversation to have about movies. And it's it's cool how a lot of it was executed. I just cannot get over how disgusting it is for this rich white dude. You know, it's, okay, you know listen, it's something listen. that I thought. Oh, okay, better I, I him a, than nobody, right? I just I have a parallel here. Like, if imagine like I went to, <laughs> I went into where you work and like you know we worked together on some like we collabed on like I you know and then I wrote a movie where. I went to a very similar office and I interacted with someone that was very clearly based on you and everything was pretty much the same except you were racist. <laughs> and then, but, and the thing is you like, and then in interviews, I'm like, Oh no, no, it's not totally based on her. A lot of it's about like me and how I'm fucked up. But then if you Google like the meaning behind it, you'll get a million articles saying meet the real Lee that this character is based on. And then like, you know, at the very bottom, it's like, by the way, she's not racist in real life. Like that is despicable. Yeah, that is that's, absolutely so you that's know slander. I just I thought about it while you guys were talking back and forth about the way this movie discusses criticism. A movie from last year that I think is trying. It's not the entire point of the movie, but a film that I know Drew and I loved and you were not as high on Ernest that does have something to say about criticism is I'm thinking of ending things. That's a movie that is trying to make a statement about the way that we discuss criticism and the way that we use this, uh, like very pedantic language and this punditry to discuss something, but there isn't really any kind of meaning behind it. Yeah. That is a film that is, it ex is expressing that in a much more articulate and meaningful way. Well, and it's also just playing into the trippiness of that movie. Well, yeah, yeah. It's that's not, just, it's that, not that's about just one aspect. Like it's it, not about it's, anyone's particular point of view. They, she literally takes on the persona of a famous critic and then he, he yeah, and then he <laughs> says other critical things. Like it's all just to make you feel dazed and like scared. Uh, I, I just awesome. can't, I can't think of another Theme. I can't think of another way to tell some of the themes that were told in this story other than, yes, in a fucked up way, isolating this incident with this one individual reporter. But the, the reporting and the criticism at large, it can tend to be a little bit, you know, narrowed by race or sexism or yeah. it can be curved based on incentives or based on certain narratives that are. Uh, push from the top down and and wherever money is involved you know people can persuade their audiences and i think that's almost like if you were a director or if you were a writer how else would you even go change about there's change just don't the make it about a specific person it's that simple he went it's after just, her ass and he like knows you said it. make okay. it the la chronicle like that's he it you just do that and then that's it that's so the story it story was over. good but he should have just blurred the be like source. this is so uh the norman oklahoma times said yeah, this he's intentionally going okay. after this woman whose job it is to just like write she doesn't make that much fucking money you know like she's just some lady it's a movie and she thought his movie was sexist and i would trust the opinion of a woman over a man, even if she's might be, I might disagree if I watch the movie. Like you can't just totally, I'm not going to invalidate everything she says. 
with in in the movie you can absolutely invalidate everything she says because she's not a person of color yeah i think that one of the other problems is because this is a netflix movie like lee you probably have the most like like you were probably closest to just like if i asked any other person on the street that had watched malcolm and marie like that you didn't invest in this but for anybody who is like in the industry who knows this then that is like that's where it becomes particularly harmful is that people who don't know anything about this person assume that like if they just are like, yeah, that one white lady from the New York from the L.A. Times, they just assume that that person is a racist without actually knowing that that is a real person who does not have just, any of those. Views. I just looked at it like like critics in and of themselves are kind of like an, an a mob. I oh, look at it equal to yeah. like Fox News or like how there's no. we're basically the Fox News. You know, News like money. No, 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 I'm no, always no. I'm saying talking this. about like the L.A. Times, which is backed by, you know, money that we probably don't even really know the source of it. Yeah, but you know he, what I mean? and, he's he's like he's spoken about how he's not upset about like how like money determines reviews. He's upset about shallow reviews, which he thinks this lady's review was shallow because like when I'm scrolling through Netflix and I see another movie with predominantly all white people another movie with predominantly all white people another movie with predominantly all white people another movie with all predominantly white people and then i think like okay the only time i see women they have tons of cleavage out why are these movies still being made why are we not challenging this at large i can't think of a better way to uh, tell that story than to get to the root of it, which is like, how do we actually communicate the importance of these stories through the criticism and through how we tell people what is good, Just how we communicate to the audiences, what is sexy, totally. what is comprehensible. Like, that's that's the discussion in the movie that's interesting. Just change the newspaper. Literally, because he know, he is a smart man. He knows he's attacking her. Yeah. He's not directly. Dumb. Yeah. He would be stupid to not realize what he's doing. So to me, I'm not even worried about this lady. It's fine. It just struck me as really petty and it struck me as revenge. Yeah. Like it's him getting revenge. And, and that's that's some coward shit. Like he's being a coward. I think it's it's tough to think of any examples where a film directly addresses film criticism in its plot successfully. Well, that's I, I thought that was cool as hell. Like, I thought it was cool as shit that he wanted to go after how criticism works. But it stumbles. Well, it because stumbles. he made it more about himself than yeah. he made it about criticism the at only large. Other, the only other thing that I can think of is Birdman, you know? Like, yeah, which like is... There's that entire conversation. That's an, I mean, that's another movie that's really pompous as hell. Like, yeah. that, that movie is feeling itself to the max. But if he just changed the, the paper name, it would be a completely different to topic. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's right. truly just that. And, like, the fact that he will be like yeah i mean it's her like yeah i mean you that, can, I, read, I read the review earlier yeah find it. when he like nothing bad happened because of this lady's review he's still sam levinson like shut up well the the last thing i wanted to do before we wrap up is just ask um mainly hunter and lee but drew you can chime in too are you out on sam levinson because we love euphoria I'm, I'm, euphoria is amazing I'm, I'm not, not out on him. I'm not out. I'm still like, I'm, I'm still I'm totally not. Euphoria I think and... that he 
has a lot going for like he has fascinating ideas in his head of course uh, like all of this, this proves this movie's it. so full we of just talk yeah. fascinating an hour and shit and a half about yeah there's a, there like <laughs> for all the like criticisms i have for this movie this is not i started out this review by saying this is like not a movie without any merits this isn't like talking about no. godzilla king of monsters and like why that movie is bad Terrible. and why this Terrible. movie is bad like this is a movie that it has all, so many ideas busting at the seams and it's just doesn't it's not articulated well but that doesn't diminish too well that doesn't diminish the ideas the central themes and the ideas I, there yeah the i know I, he just he did so much right and i think in my eyes he he came damn near close to ruining the movie with how he packaged it i thought the monologuing was insufferable yeah. like write okay. a conversation write one fucking conversation yeah. man but Are you- just like you said, you know, about the car seat headrest thing, it's you have to polish it in order to make it perfect. And because it was great and not perfect. I don't think it was great. No, either, it doesn't though. need to be perfect. It's it's OK if it's flawed. I, I it's think, just that it I was. Think, I think here's he my really got in his own way. I wouldn't watch mm. it again. No, no, but I would definitely give it the benefit of the doubt because of covid because he yes. probably wasn't able to take his script and really run it through rooms and talk to people and circulate it it was just a small little crew and they were trying to tell a story did they overpack it well tell me when you make a sandwich at home when no one's looking do you fill it up to the point where it's overflowing hell yeah i do bitch then, i'm gonna eat a sandwich and then i get I a big go, belly ache i go so far to say that like this is the worst movie that we've ever reviewed on the podcast that i would recommend that people see yeah exactly like, like that's that's the thing like i've never yourself. i've never seen like just like, a bad movie usually i'm like don't fucking waste your time with this but this just, is a movie that i do kind of think that it is worth your it's time literally the, the sport despite itself i'm gonna bill simmonsify this conversation um we've been potting for too long is what that tells me it's it's <laughs> like when when a team wins but like people say like well they, they tried really hard to lose this one like like you won <laughs> you won sam but you were really fucking trying to get on my goddamn nerves this whole movie like and you, you still have enough talent and obviously more almost more so than you your cast and your crew has a lo- hell of a lot of talent listen and Murray. you have listen, a lot Murray. of great you're not ideas even, you don't even crack my top seven girlfriends okay i got i got girl with a hot shape tap bathtub bill, bill simmons just going off like bill simmons, bill simmons in, in the malcolm fight with his wife i have to say though i started the rigor i didn't realize that this guy uh was the same guy that wrote euphoria and uh, with some good polishing, it could be great. It could have. Right? It could have yeah. been. I. But you're I not. Just, you're not out though. You're no still way. in. I'm not yeah. even out. I just think he needs. He needs someone to stop him from getting in his own way. Really, I think that really he. Bad. I think that he. Again, I think that this is not like everything about this film was unorthodox, down to the writing, the production, all of it. Of course. He had no notes on this. Anything else he writes, he is going to at least have some notes on. Like. Well, hopefully. Are, Authors and like writers aren't given full autonomy in the same way they used to be given in like the 40s, 50s, but, but 60s. Netflix, but dude, Netflix literally. Like, that's, that's what I'm scared problem. of. I'm, yeah. It's just I also just I also think that he got a lot of uh, out of his system here and maybe he can like focus on yeah. other. Maybe, that's when, when maybe he'll spend more than three days writing a script. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently cool. I, I heard that a couple drafts. They made this. I don't know at what point if it was like before they started shooting. I'm not sure. But 
uh, there was like a bidding war for this movie and it sold to Netflix yeah, for 30 mil. It's fucking Zendaya. Yeah. She has 86 True, million followers. Watch Euphoria. Watch Euphoria. I know. Watch Euphoria. Watch Euphoria. It is so, so good. I know. I wish I, I had watched it first without I, knowing for, anything. For listeners, uh, the first like three eps of Euphoria might be tough uh, because it's uh, it's kind of a tough hang at first. It's very, it's like Sam Levinson starts all that show by being like, I'm going to crank this up. I'm going to like shove this down your throat and we're going to see if you can handle it and make it out on the other side. Mm-hmm. I really love the beginning of the show, but it, you know, it just it's a show that like it just keeps getting better and better. I, uh, with everything they do. I had no idea until today that it's an adaptation. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a, it's a it's European based, show. It's an yeah, Israeli right? show. Yeah. Israeli. That's what that is. is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> like you for <laughs> that strikes me as such an American show. I, I compliment anybody from Hollywood that's trying to question Hollywood and all the themes that I think need to be addressed yeah. after all these years. Um, and so I'm not out until like he starts touching little kids or something weird. Then I'm out. Strap in. As soon as he gets me too. As soon as he gets me too, I'm out. This is, this is, I, I could just get like absolutely sued my ass off. He's the type of guy who does that. (laughs) Oh no. no. We've been potting for too long. We gotta wrap this thing fucking up. He's the type of guy that is used to getting what he wants and like will fucking fight for like he is he's he's a a, you could say he's a he's a married man. He is a zillionaire brat and he also is very talented. So he's the type of person who like lets his kids suck on his toes while he's drinking his wife's blood. God, that's Army Hammer. <laughs> and to wrap up, we got to wrap this up. Yeah, so been thanks for, for listening. Long. I go uh, lot to lot to talk about this movie. I'm yeah. surprised. It's we on almost... purpose. I knew that there was going to be like that. We are going to have a pod that was like the length of this. This movie. yeah. this movie's about critical discourse, so yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Also, a lot of people seem to be thinking, maybe rightfully so, that he was trying to insulate this movie from criticism by making it so that like critics would naturally hate it but i would love it if not for the fact that he made it all about himself yeah like because mm-hmm. I, I critics aren't shit yeah. like we don't matter you know like no, critics don't matter <laughs> yeah we, uh yeah. like he's correct and the way we view movies is wrong yeah. uh he just he, he was did, a little baby about to it. that point i do want to say like going to maybe this is the coward's move is that he released this movie in the window, the very narrow window of time where it's after the critics have done all their critics awards, mm. but before like Academy Award voting and all that kind of stuff happened. I don't know. If I don't I don't think this movie is going to get any kind of award. Lo- I think that maybe like Screen Zendaya. Actors Guild might have like that would have been the symbol of Zendaya got nominated yeah. for that. But I, I don't really see, I think that overall the review has been too tepid. Yeah. The reviews have been too tepid for this movie. They're, they're, yeah, they're love, but. like regardless of all this this stupid like we i really talked too much about this one particular point just because it bugged the shit out of me but like regardless of that aside from all that there are still critical flaws in this movie yeah, yeah and yet definitely. like you said i would kind of recommend it just because yeah. it will keep you watching form your own opinion yourself. yeah and uh let us know what you thought it's on netflix right now malcolm and marie stick around for ketchup stick around for judas and the black messiah coming mm-hmm. at you next week then after that we got Nomadland and Minari and then our Nick Cage series Nicholas Cage series begins so lots of exciting things coming at you thank you to all the donors for donating please rate review subscribe please uh, follow and email and thanks Lee for coming on thanks Lee love you
you guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. like in this universe like because god godzilla is already fucking shit but now king kong is just gonna come in are these movies know, connected the mo- are they the same the, universe the world like almost pretty much ends in this movie because there's like monsters that come out of like all these parts of the world and just start destroying shit everywhere it's like one year later king kong shows up now and people are like i'm gonna kill myself i'm just gonna that's the only way i'm just gonna fucking kill myself i don't want to live in this world anymore i mean they probably did that in this movie like that's what i dude there are entire sequences where like these cities just get completely decimated is godzilla the hero of this movie sure i don't is yeah, he like does he save the world it's the whole thing is that like king Ghidorah controls all the other monsters because like she's like the out al- or he's the alpha so then if they kill king Ghidorah, they can they can tell all the other monsters to like go away or whatever and so godzilla like kills king Ghidorah, and then all the other monsters are like okay we listen to you now we'll do what you say and then godzilla's like all right boys let's get out of here <laughs> i really want to watch this movie now it sounds like dog shit um